Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, hope you guys had a good weekend. Man, do we have a lot to talk about. Finally, the NBA season is over. We got the NBA draft on Thursday. We've got a wild U.S. Open that concluded yesterday in Brookline. It was an incredible finish. Anything else that you want to talk about, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Uh, The Warriors have their championship parade, and uh, the question is, are they going to slow down anytime soon when you look at their roster? I mean, I, I don't I don't really, boring injury to Steph Curry, then I think they're going to be right there year in, year out. You know, as far as you have, if you have a healthy Steph Curry, then you're going to be pretty good, okay? Now, I'm not saying he can do it by himself, uh, but that is a really good start. I, for one, am glad that I'm not a fan of the Warriors because I would not be able to root for the Warriors with Draymond Green. Uh, the guy is just an absolute disgrace off the court. I'm sorry. There's there's no other way to say it. He's embarrassing. He's just absolutely embarrassing. He has no filter. Uh, he thinks he runs the world. He thinks that, you know, whatever he says goes. Uh, he uh, discredits people with decades of service in their profession. The guy's a joke. He really is, you know, just it, disgraceful. And, and he could be, uh, he could just be so much better. He's just, I couldn't root for the guy. And I don't root for the guy. And I couldn't root for that team. And I have a lot of respect for the way the Warriors run their franchise. I have a ton of respect for Steve Kerr. Uh, I have a ton of respect for Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Uh, but I have no respect for Draymond Green at all. None. Absolutely none. And I'm telling you, if you think things are, you know, I don't want to know if I should use the term bad, but uh, Draymond Green is going to be unbearable unbearable absolutely unbearable because the media gives him way too much attention i did my rant today on skip bayless of fox sports can you can you believe that he goes on the air friday on undisputed and says and says little light-skinned steph talking about steph curry how about that little light-skinned steph I don't even know what to say. I, I really don't, you know, and I don't know how you can criticize Steph Curry in the first place and use any adjective to describe him. What are you going to criticize the guy about? You know, he's won four championships, right? He was just the MVP of the finals. He's a two-time MVP of the league. He's arguably, I don't even think arguably, he's one of the top point guards in the history of the game. He's changed 
how the game is played. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, he's a consummate professional role model. What, what, what are you going to say bad about Steph Curry? Every team in the league would love, would absolutely love to have Steph Curry. So I, I don't even, I don't know. You know, again, I, I don't know. Well, it's just a, a really crazy world that we're living in. It really is. Little light-skinned Steph. Man. Unbelievable. All right. Hey, if you want to get in on the program today, then all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand. Uh, hockey tonight. I can't believe what the Avalanche did to the Lightning in game two. I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever see the Lightning get manhandled the way they did in game two. So it's pretty simple. You know, they've got to go back and win games three and game four. Absolutely. Absolutely has to. So uh, you know, if you want to talk about that, we can do it. You want to talk about that crazy wild finish at the U.S. Open, I'm happy to do that as well. And again, all you need to do is raise your hand, hit that hand icon, and we'll do it. NBA draft coming up on Thursday. And most, most, most mock drafts have Jabari Smith going number one to Orlando. Uh, a lot of mock drafts had the Kings selecting shooting guard Jaden Ivey. I will tell you this, and I keep on hearing about Chet Holmgren. Uh, there's no way in the world I'm taking him if I'm the Sacramento Kings. And I'm saying this knowing full well that he might be the best player in the draft. Okay? But you're going to have to wait for this guy to get an NBA body. He's a he's a toothpick right now. Are you going to wait that long? Are you going to go that far? You're probably going to wait three years until he has a legitimate NBA body. Again, most people have Jabari Smith going number one to Orlando out of Auburn. And when I say most people, and we're, you know, we're having fun. We're talking about the uh, mock drafts around the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes they're pretty spot on. Sometimes they really are. But, you know, again, you look at this mock draft and you look at who's available uh, again, a lot of a lot of folks that do this have the Kings taking Jaden Ivey. Do you have a do you, do you do you care? And when I mean do you care, do you are you are you absolutely dead set against a particular player in this NBA draft? Are you with me? on Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga. Are you as a Kings fan willing to wait three or four years? But again, a lot of mock drafts have Jabari Smith. A lot of folks think Oklahoma City is going to take Chet Holmgren. Uh, Paulo Bancaro, I doubt, would be available at four. Then you have Ivy, you got Dyson Daniels, you got Keegan Murray, you got Shaden Sharp. 
you know, these are all players that will be right around where the Kings are selecting. All right. I read, well, I shouldn't say I read. I, 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 I read mock drafts just to really kill time. I mean, I'm serious. I think that they're interesting just to get an idea. But I think Holmgren, Smith, and Bancaro will be off the board when Sacramento selects at number four, assuming, by the way, that they are going to make a selection and not trade the pick. I've been on record as saying I would trade the pick. I would trade the pick. I just think, you know, again, you're going to, you, you, you're going to wait for another young player to develop. Really? Uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't want to wait that long. I don't want to wait that long. But again, most buck drafts, Smith, and I would say 80% or so of the mock drafts that I'm seeing have the Kings taken Jaden Ivey, assuming that they keep the pick. So let's have some fun. Let's talk about that and anything else going on in the world of sports. Why don't we start off on this Monday and we talk with Jerry. Jerry, how are you today? Hey, Grant. Happy Monday, sir. Same to you, buddy. Grant, two things. Uh, first of all, how does Skip Bayless still have a job, bro? I mean, I don't understand. This guy, this guy's a clown, man. Yep, I don't get it either. Uh, I, I don't get it. I I truly do not understand how he still has a job. I really don't. And uh, the other thing, Grant, uh, we cannot wait another four years for this kid. He may be the best coming out of the draft, but, you know, Kings fans, you know, we're, we're tired of waiting. And uh, when it comes to Thursday, who who knows what Vivek Ranadiba is going to do because we know that's who's going to be doing it. And we can't wait. I don't want to wait another four to five years, Grant. Yeah, well, you're going to have to wait a couple of years for sure for Chet Holmgren. I mean, the guy is seven feet and 195 pounds. And, you know, there aren't any magic pills you can take to wake up one morning and be 250 and have an NBA body. It's going to take time. You know? Right. <laughs> okay. That's pretty See good. you, Jerry. Have a great right. day, bud. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. All right, let's move along. And uh, why don't we uh, say hello to Al. Uh, well, there we go. Hey, Al. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, man, how was your birthday? Enjoy your uh, your drink. Yeah, I had a great yeah yeah. I had a great weekend. How was your weekend? It was good, man. It was uh, my wife's birthday. Her birthday was actually Friday, so the family took her. We went out to Old Town Pizza, which is in Roseville. I don't know if you ever went to that establishment when you were with the family and the kids out here. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, it's good. Good place. They're nice. They got a really real good service and good food. But uh, yep. you know, uh, Skip Clueless. That's all I refer to him as. I mean, the guy. You had you just can't like you said. It's just where was he going with that comment? I mean, but he. I can't watch. I like Shannon Sharp. I don't know how you feel about Shannon Sharp, but I do like Shannon Sharp, and he he puts his take. I can't watch the program. I can't watch that program. I can't. I I, I don't ever watch it because I can't watch it. I'm not a fan of Shannon Sharp, and I'm not a fan of Skip Bayless, so I never ever watch it. I got you. I, I don't watch the show, but sometimes I'll see like a clip and he's just the one talking and I do like him, but you know, that's, I understand that, but um, I'm with you on the, potent, the p- potential. I mean, and, and trading a pick. I mean, I just cringe when I hear the word potential or project. It just makes me cringe as a fan in every level. So I'm with you. I don't see that. It seems to me that out of these top four there, there's no real, uh, 
you know, there's no LeBron James or Shaquille O'Neal's out there or Patrick Ewing's. So why not package it, nope. trade it down, get a like you said, a, a legit player, and 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 maybe even an extra pick, and get a get a legit. You know, we've always talked about what's behind a curtain. One, you got a legit prize, you got a legit player versus what's behind the current, you know, and, and let's make a deal. So I, I would trade down or trade out, man, because I, I agree with you. I just think the, the P word makes me just cringe. I mean, potential or project. I mean, there's not, they don't have to deny. You're right. Yep. How about the open? Yeah. And you're right about, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought the U.S. Open was great. I mean, I didn't, I really, I was going to talk about this later, but I, I was not a fan of the coverage, uh, particularly in the last hour of the U.S. Open. I think NBC needs to, you know, rethink how they're televising the U.S. Open with all of those stoppages and long commercial breaks. I, I'm sorry, but in the final hour or final two hours on the back nine of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Open, uh, and I get, I understand that they're in business to make money. I understand that, but there's got to be a better way. And, you know, it's funny. I was reading something that Scheffler broke the record for uh, uh, earnings in a year, uh, 13 million or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and you know what? I went back and Nate, when me and you were kids watching, uh, you know, Nicholas Trevino, I went back and looked at it. I remember a million dollars in earnings, career earnings for your career. That was your target point. Cause that was like, you really, you know, had a hell of a career like Sam or your, your dad's. Yeah. 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 I went back and looked at the, at the master's, uh, Payout for first place in 1969. How much do you think it was? In 1969? God. Yeah. For the man. Oh, man. I don't know. I wouldn't even know where to guess. So just throw it at me. What was it? $20,000. Wow. Now, see, this yeah. remember the million dollar in career earnings was a huge, but then there the twenty five to thirty thousand for the for the tournaments. I mean, now the money's just astounding. Let me ask you this: How much did a car cost in nineteen sixty nine? What was a gallon of gas? Like a gallon of gas uh, was what fifty cents? I mean, you know, I understand. I, I understand where you're going, and I yeah. and then it doesn't equate in terms of the graph. But the reality is that yeah. uh, twenty thousand dollars in nineteen sixty nine was a, was a, a, a lot of money. Now it's not like it is now. I, I get that, but uh, you know, we have to keep that in mind as well. I hear you. Yeah, I was pumping gas at Exxon when I was a kid in how much, high school. How much was how much was a gallon of gas when you were pumping gas? Fifty cents. Nineteen seventy six. 1976. Now, if you wanted me to come out full service, fill fill it up, your, clean your windows, check your oil, check, you get paid 25 cents. Okay. 35 cents a gallon. And if you want to pump it yourself, you paid 25 cents. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And I All wanted right. to also comment, and then I'll let you go, but thank you for taking my call. Yep. You know, Jaden Ivey, and you were, t- you know, I said he, he didn't want Sacramento to draft him. I, I just, I don't know, you know, John Elway was the first professional player, I believe, I might be wrong, he's the first player I could recall coming out before a draft and saying, telling the Indianapolis Colts, don't draft me, I don't want to play that, play with you. Do you recall in there? Just so you know, just so you know, this is uh, mostly agents as opposed to the player. This is uh, very often an agent doing this. Yes, obviously they've talked to their client, but they have a strategy going into the draft. 
And that's just the way it works. You know, it's just the way it is. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I would hate, you know, how Sacramento's fan base is loyal and they're, they're starving for a, for a winning team. I don't know if you want to get off, you're going to get off on the wrong foot with the fan base, you know, uh, right off the bat. So I kind of. No, if he comes out and scores 20 points in his first game and looks good, the fans aren't going to give a damn whether he worked out for the team or not. Okay. Uh, I, I don't. And, and, and these, these players normally do an about face as soon as they're drafted. Uh, their agent says, okay, now you're drafted. You got to make the most of it. Make sure you put a positive spin on it, blah, blah, blah. Here's the reality, okay? You talk about a loyal fan base. The Kings fan base is dwindling, okay? Their, their, their yeah. loyal fan base is not nearly as loyal as it used to be. I mean, all you got to do is turn on the TV or go to a game and look at all the empty seats, all right? Mm -hmm. uh, their, their, their fan base is dwindling, and that's why they cannot make another mistake with this draft. They just can't. And the other aspect, and this is just the way it is, the NBA is a, it's like a fraternity. It's a small league. And the word is out. And the word is out on how bad of an owner Vivek Ranadive is. All the agents know it. All the coaches in the league know it. All the general managers know it. It's not a secret, okay? The entire league knows it, all right? They talk about it. Um, I, I will just tell you that it's very well known. It's common knowledge. And, and so he, he's not the only one. There are other teams in the league Okay, like the Knicks with James Dolan, uh, yeah. where players are like, you know, uh, and, and agents are like, let's go somewhere else if we can. So that's just pro sports. That's the way it is. Yeah, and they're also not, not a na nation knows it. I mean, you have Stephen A. Smith saying uh, Mike Brown's the luckiest guy. And I mean, that's it's kind of embarrassing and kind of humiliating when even a, on a national level, you know, not just local. You know what I mean? But I'll let you go, man. Thanks for taking my call. And, uh, Ronick uh, was uh, spot on so far as far as his prediction with the, yep. with the Avalanche. But you know what? Your Rangers were up 2-0 and up 2-0 in the third game. Yep. So don't sleep on them. But, you know, yep. it was, Thanks, it was uh, yeah, have a good night. Hey, Al, good hearing from you as always. You take care. Yeah, take bye -bye. care. Yep. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I mean, it, it goes without saying the Avalanche are, are a better hockey team than the Rangers. Uh, the, the Lightning, they better score first in this game tonight. They better get going. I don't think they're, if they're down 2-0 in the third period like they were to the Rangers in game three, they're not coming back in all likelihood. Speaking of Jeremy Roenick, uh, Roenick, Eric Burns, Sean Salisbury, and I will be on tomorrow morning, No Filter Network, at 9 a.m. Pacific. All right? So look forward to hopefully having you join us. Uh, we will talk about uh, the hot topics, including uh, Game 3 with Tampa and the uh, Avalanche. That is coming up tomorrow, No Filter Network. Uh, I'll put a link out on my Twitter page. And you can also go to nofilter.net. And if you can't watch it live, uh, you can still go to nofilter.net and you can watch the stream uh, whenever you want. And it's interactive. If you want to come on with us, uh, you hit what they call a little knock button and you're good to go. You're good to go. You can come on with us. All right. All right. Uh, Hit your hand icon. Raise your hand uh, if you want to join me. Where do you see? the NBA draft going. There's still, there is no consensus number one in this draft. All right. Some have Jabari Smith. Some have Paolo Bancaro. Some have Chet Holmgren. Uh, It's all over the place. All right. It's all over the place. I, I'm just telling you, I would not have Chet Holmgren as my pick. And again, he might end up being, all right? He might end up being the best player in this draft. But a couple of things that you have to understand. He's listed at 195 pounds. He's seven feet tall. What happens when you change someone's body significantly And make no mistake about it, his body will be changed significantly. What happens to it? Does it break down? Does certain parts of your body, ankles, knees, back, whatever, not, are they not, is it not able to handle the extra 40 pounds, 50 pounds of muscle that you're going to put on? I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. So, mm, I wouldn't take them. All right, let's look at some of the players, all right, that would probably be on the board for uh, Sacramento, all right? Shaden Sharp would be on the board. Uh, I think Jaden Ivey will be on the board. A.J. Griffin, small forward out of Duke, will be on the board. We're, we're, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm trading the pick. You know, if I'm the Kings and I can make a deal where I can get a player that I already know is good, I am trading the pick. All right, some things never change in the NBA, and it's Kyrie Irving. I really don't know why anyone would go after Kyrie Irving after a general manager. I don't know. You know? I, I don't understand. 
I would not want Kyrie Irving on my basketball team. And the shame of it is the guy is such an amazing talent. He's an amazing talent. But here's the deal with Kyrie Irving. You ready for this? Let me read you the headline in the New York Post. Kyrie Irving reaches Nets impasse with Knicks potentially interested. How about that? How about that? By the way, Irving can opt out of his contract, so that's why it's such a big deal. That would be at the end of uh, June. So it's coming up soon, all right, the end of this month, all right? So Kyrie Irving and Sean Marks, the general manager, all right, what's going to happen? I mean, you remember what Sean Marks said last month? Quote, he has some decisions to make on his own. We're looking for guys that want to come in here and be part of something bigger than themselves. Play selfless, play team basketball, and be available. There you go, in a nutshell. The date is June 29th. Now, you ready for this? He can either pick up his $36.9 million option or decline it. Any team out there that picks up Kyrie Irving, assuming he declines the option, and pays him that kind of money, the general manager should be brought into the office of the owner and fired immediately. Unbelievable. Why, why the hell would anybody pay Kyrie Irving that kind of money? Seriously. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. Seriously. What an absolute nightmare. I hope he goes to Los Angeles and plays with the Lakers. All right? I really do. Because I'd like to see that team just implode again. And that's exactly what would happen. Hey, Ryan, how are you today? Grant, how you doing? How was your Father's Day weekend? Very nice. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, so if you are a GM, this is the funny question. If you had to take Kyrie or Westbrook or Westbrook's contract this year, which way are you going? Because I think both of them have options, right? Um, I'm probably going to take Westbrook because at least I know he wants to play. What do you think his problem is, though? It, 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 Oklahoma City, it seemed like it wasn't, and he's a very, very good player. Don't get me wrong. Um, elite player, but there seems to be a personality thing there. Certainly with Kyrie, there's a personality thing. And, you know, we can all debate about COVID and Kyrie's decision not to um, get vaccinated. But, you know, where do you, I kind of feel like they're on the same course at this point. Do you see their careers kind of fluttering out? Well, Irving's career is always going to be ahead of Westbrook's because he's, you know, won that championship and you know, that's something that, you know, Russ doesn't have. But, I mean, when you look at, you know, if you're asking me who would I rather have on my team, assuming, you know, their heads are on straight, I would rather have Irving. I think Irving is better suited because he can shoot, whereas Russ can't shoot. And that's a big problem for Westbrook. He's a bad three-point shooter. He's a bad free throw shooter. That's a problem for me. I don't want I don't want point guards on my team that can't shoot. That's a problem. Could you see Sack trying to bring any of these guys in? No, no. Why? 
Well, I why agree with bring, you. Why I, would, uh, no, 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 absolutely not. That would make zero sense to me. No, I don't see that happening for a variety of reasons. Money and productivity uh, and problems. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I think it would be a terrible move, but I feel like, you know, with us being in a 16-year playoff, or I shouldn't say us, I'm not a part of the organization, but uh, with SAC being in a 16-year playoff drought, I just feel like they're going to be desperate to make some type of move on the open market, and there's not much available, and bringing one of these two guys in would just be disastrous for the organization, set it back even more. Well, Westbrook... Uh... They, you know, Westbrook didn't make the playoffs last year with the Lakers, so I don't know why we would assume he would do anything for Sacramento. And Irving is a guy that you, you don't you don't even know if he's going to show up for work. So uh, again, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even look at their names on a piece of paper in terms of making a deal. The Kings have a this is really well, it goes without saying. I mean, I'm not telling you anything or anybody else listening that you don't know. This is an unbelievably pivotal week for this franchise. All right. They got the Marmon Bagley pick wrong. Uh, They got the Halliburton pick right, but then they traded him and there's still an unknown there. I mean, if two years from now you call me and we're talking about Sabonis becoming an unrestricted free agent and not wanting to sign with Sacramento and and you look at the uh, growth of Halliburton, that that that's going to set this franchise back another five, seven, eight, nine years. Okay, so they have two years, Ryan, this coming season and the next season, to entice Sabonis to stay in Sacramento because they have something good going on. Now I know he can make more money playing in Sacramento because of the way the uh, free agency structure works, but he already makes a lot of money. He will also make a lot of money playing somewhere else. And he'd probably be more than happy to take less money, Ryan, and go play on a perennial playoff team with a chance to win a championship than be stuck in the mud in Sacramento. See, Grant, that's where I do disagree with you. Uh, I was at the first game when Sabonis uh, came into town, and he got a standing ovation at the free throw line during the fourth quarter. And coming from Indiana, I think he appreciates a good fan base and a good home. You know, there's nothing, uh, in my opinion, there's nothing like, you know, some of these small markets like Sacramento. Think about our quote-unquote glory days, not trying to go Uncle Rico on you. But you bring up an amazing point as well about this week and how important it is. I agree that the trade or the uh, pick needs to be trade or traded, but what what do you think the right trade for that pick is, whether it includes a veteran and a later pick in the draft or considerations in different years. If you were Monty McNair, what would you do? I would trade the pick, but I want to go back to something you just said. I think you're over over evaluating getting a nice ovation as an athlete. If you want to win and that's your background and you're stuck in a basement franchise that has been horrible, one of the worst franchises, not only in the NBA, but in sport, okay? And you see all of your colleagues, friends, players that you've gone up against year after year. And in April and May and June, you're sitting at home watching everyone play in the playoffs. Um, that, that's, that's, that's pretty hard to digest. So I think you're putting way too much value 
on living in Sacramento and getting an ovation if the team is still really bad. If a team is still really bad and you're Sabonis, then to me, looking elsewhere and going playing elsewhere, those positives are where I would be looking at my career. In other words, that that is way ahead of my list than getting an ovation in the fourth quarter when I'm at the foul line or what have you. Wait, it's not even close. It's night and day. But Grant, I, I have to completely disagree on that. I, tell me the last player outside of LeBron James or any of the top five, top six that have taken pay cuts because they're waking or they're making way more in advertisements and deals that have taken a cut to win. I mean, it's it, it's all about money for these guys. And if he can make the most money here and be happy, I, I don't I don't see like you just don't see the players do that anymore. It's all about you know what? money. The, the, you're right. It, it is all about money. But the one thing, the reason why I, I, I disagree on this sense is every year. The contracts and the, the money goes up and up and up. Right. And I've always said this. Sure. Now I'm, I'm going to I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. So just just understand that I'm going to give you general numbers here. OK, what's the difference between making one hundred and eighty million and you know throw another 30 million on that okay you're going to say well the difference grants 30 million and that's a lot of money the reality is that as a player if you're demontis sabonis and you have a deal that will pay you 180 or 190 million to go play on a team that is like the warriors okay or you can stay in a miserable situation in an awful franchise and make 220 or 230 million. My question to you, Ryan, is what can you not do with 180 million that you can do with 220 million? My point is at what at what level does money just become a number? I mean, how does that gonna affect your quality of life, Ryan? Like what difference does it make? What difference does it make if you have a five-year deal? And you're averaging, let's just say, 40 million a year, as opposed to 45 million a year. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't think it really matters anymore. That's because the contracts are getting so ridiculous. And you're you're right. I mean, I'm trying to think as you and I talk an example of an athlete taking less money. There have been. I mean, we we there have been, but most of them just will will always grab the money. Absolutely. Well, and I think Grant, that's the disconnect. For a lot of people that, you know, love the game, and obviously these guys love the game, they've dedicated their life to it. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, 180 to 220 million, that's still generational wealth, but you don't see a ton of the guys in any of the professional leagues. Certainly they restructure their comp or contracts to, you know, be able to possibly bring, bring in a free agent that, you know, they think they can land. But we don't see anymore, in my opinion, people or athletes that are actually, you know, more about the winning than the money. And I think that's the counterpoint to what you said, because there's not a big difference between that 30 or 40 million. You are already richer than any of us by a long means, and you're doing what you love for a living. Well, so why the other not? Part Okay, but the, the other part is Sabonis telling the Kings, I'm not playing here. You need to move me. 
And if you don't, then I'm leaving. And then you get into the, uh, do you believe them? Do you not believe them? I mean, you know, here, here's the point that we need to both agree on, okay? The, 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 the individual, the player has the leverage in this situation, okay? The Kings don't have the leverage here. Sabonis has the leverage. And he's got the power. And the reality is, in two years, he's going to be able to determine how this plays out, not the Kings. You're correct there. But, you know, I, I think the concern for me as a Kings fan is the, like, you hit on it numerous times, the way the franchise is being run. So that's where the change needs to happen for him to be secure here. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any yeah. question about the city and the fans but it's the franchise and so that's why let's look at sure i don't mean to cut you off but let's look at some players okay anthony davis forced his way out of new orleans two years before his deal was coming up right because he said i'm not going to sign here and what did new orleans do that was their only piece that they had of a franchise and they ended up trading him okay and i know i'm not trying to say sabonis is anthony davis but what i'm what i am trying to say is in this day and age of professional sports, and I think you would agree with this, is we just saw it with Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. and The players have all of the power now, not the franchises, not the general managers, the established players in the league. I'm not talking about draft picks. I'm not talking about players on rookie contracts. The players like Sabonis, they have all of the power in the NBA now. The teams don't have the power anymore. The players have the power. And we have seen how many players, Ryan, have you seen look at look at James Harden okay look at what happened in Houston look at what happened yep. in Brooklyn again I there the players have all of the power now and don't don't think for a minute that if the Kings are still an awful franchise two years from now and and chances are Ryan they're going to be that Sabonis does not use that power to get out of Sacramento yeah, there's no reason to believe that we're not going to, and I, I try to be an optimist, optimistic person, but there's no reason to believe after 16 years that anything's going to change in the next year or two, especially with what's going on. So I guess the question for you is where did that flip happen? Where do you or which player, if you had to players, say two or three, that you needed to name, really flipped that difference between the players getting the power versus the franchise well i think the system the the entire system but i think it's really started with uh the super teams you know with teams players getting together right players getting together in the offseason saying hey let's go play here uh lebron james going to miami oh hey you want to come here uh hey chris bosh you want to come to miami Hey, uh, Ray Allen, you want to come to Miami? Uh, I just think that that era, what are we talking about here? 10 years ago, where it became mm -hmm. more fashionable, more fashionable, maybe fashionable is not the right word, but where it became, hey, uh, listen, your team sucks. Come play for us. Why do you think, you know, think about Cleveland as, you know, I mean, I know Shaq went there, but it was the end of his career. The point I'm trying to make is, there are certain cities where you just can't get players that are going to go play there. Cleveland was one of them. So what did LeBron do? He recruited players and went somewhere else. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, you tell me, where, where did it start? Did it start with LeBron or did it start a little bit before that? Well, it's a good question. That's why I wanted to ask you. She had more of an inside 
lead than I have by all means, but I, I think LeBron was the tipping point uh, for sure. But I look at how it plays out now. I mean, look at the heat that KD's getting about not being able to win without Curry per se. You know, right. and I, I think it's it, it favors cities that are more desirable destinations, but I don't know how you fix that either. I mean, Grant, how much do these guys talk to each other behind the scenes? They talk it's not all considered the time. tampering, you know, all the time, every day, every single day. And you listen, things can change. You know, the Warriors were the kings until they made the Monte Ellis trade and changed their franchise. Nobody wanted to go play for the Warriors. Okay. They were a dead franchise. Sacramento was a dead franchise until they got lucky and they, they signed Vlade Divac to a deal and they traded uh, for Chris Webber and they drafted Jason Williams and Peja came over from Europe and they became the darlings of the NBA overnight. So I'm not one that thinks that you can't change the path that you're on. However, the biggest obstacle facing the Sacramento Kings right now is their owner. And until that changes, I don't see how everything just all of a sudden at a snap of a button changes because agents, players, general managers, coaches know what's going on in Sacramento and they really don't want to be a part of it. And that's the reality of the situation. Now you're going to find there, there are players that will come to Sacramento because at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the well dries up and they might have to go there because it's the only money left in the NBA but there aren't players in the league right now that are coveting to go to Sacramento. You think there's a player that's worth anything in this league, Ryan, right now, that's going, man, I'm really hoping Sacramento signs me this summer? No one's saying that. Nobody. Yeah, there's no chance. And that's, right. it has to start from the top down. And uh, it goes back to the classic saying, you got to change yourself before you can change anything else. And with Vivek, it's a mess. I mean, I so appreciate the fact that he kept in the entire group, you, Dave, everybody else that really lobbied for this team to stay here. I, that, that does not, that's not something I take with levity. I think that that was amazing. We have to realize we still have a franchise, but now we have somebody that's trying to run basketball that is never other than being a minority owner of the, or the uh, Warriors, have basketball knowledge and it's kind of king of the castle right and now we're into it i think you said 10 years it's it's crazy and so you're you're spot on with that argument and i hope they can turn this shit around or excuse my language turn this around curse. yeah okay <laughs> i hope they turn this around because you know the city's fiending for it and the bottom line grant regardless of us missing the playoffs for 16 years this team is still supported wholeheartedly by this fan base. So uh, it, it, we are at that tipping point where it's going to go the other way. And there's been discussions. Does Vivek need to sell the team or, you know, what needs to change? And I think they knew that by bringing in the independent firm to hire Monty McNair. But then it's the same thing after they bring in a firm. So I, I don't know where it goes. You know better than I do. Well, I mean, you know, again, you know, Vivek, Vivek, Vivek uh, names his daughter the assistant general manager of the Stockton Kings, right? Then she's in Chicago at the Combine, and she's had all the workouts. Uh, and so what, what does that mean? Like, wh what does that mean? Where are we heading with all of this? I, again, just 
everything that is going on right now with the franchise, if you're just going to take a step back, okay, forget about being a Kings fan for a minute. Just take a step back and evaluate it just as a business, not even a sports franchise, just right. as a business, okay? You would give it the lowest rating you could give a business, right? I don't even know how you rate businesses, but the point is it would be near the very bottom. It, there, there's very few things that you look at and go, oh, wow, they're doing that well. Oh, they're doing that well. Oh, they're doing that well. I mean, look at the turnover, okay? You know, I read, I can't even remember where I saw it, that the person that they hired four years ago to oversee the entire training department, okay, has left to go, I think she's going to work for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was one of the worst decisions that the franchise has made since Vivek Ranadive went to and, 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 and bought the Kings, hiring her four years ago, okay? The Kings already had a phenomenal department led by Pete Youngman, okay? Her arrival exited Pete Youngman and Manny Ramiro from the franchise, but Pete was the guy that had been there for decades. Pete was as good as it, it gets. Pete Youngman should have been the man in charge of running the entire athletic department, but instead, you know, Vivek goes outside the franchise, brings someone in. It did not work out. It created nothing but problems within the department, which is an extremely important department. And now she's gone and we're right back to where we started again. And it's just nothing seems to ever be done right there. That's the problem that you have. And it just it's a revolving door. Ryan, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And so what happens, as I said, the league is like a fraternity. The word is out. Agents don't want their players going to Sacramento if they can avoid it. The top of the line coaches don't want to go to Sacramento unless they really need a job and they just want the payday. And we can just go right on down. That's where the franchise is at. And the other aspect is everyone that works in that franchise, they know. Okay, they know what the deal is. They talk about it all the time. It's a topic of conversation every single day. Everyone in the franchise knows what the problem is. Everyone in the franchise knows how difficult it's going to be to get out of the doldrums. Everybody that works there understands the poor decisions that have been made. And it's just a revolving door. Things don't get better. And it's really a, sh it's a shame. Well, Grant, you're right. I mean, they're running it like a business instead of a sports franchise it's hey let me uh give my daughter a job that she is not even qualified for you talk about pete youngman you talk about um albi akani you talk about you know pete carrill all those guys that wanted to be around the kings during the really good years and there was no in my opinion respect given those given to those guys and there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that gets these players ready there's knowledge that's passed down. And until they start running it as a franchise rather than a family business, we're going to be stuck, like yep. you said, in the mud. Yeah, and Pete Youngman's successor is gone now, okay? And, you know, again, if I had owned the team, I would have given Pete a lifetime contract. I would have given him a lifetime deal. I would have said, Pete, what, what is it that you want? And I, Because he was the most valuable person in the entire franchise. OK, and yet they allowed him to leave over an asinine, stupid decision to hire someone from outside 
to come in and oversee the entire department just because Vivek wanted to have a fancy title because that was the new norm. No, you already had a person working for you that was better than anyone else that you could have hired to come in. All right, you had a guy that the players all loved, all respected. You had a guy that every trainer in the NBA respected. You had a guy that the NBA as a league respected. You had a guy that every single coach that crossed paths with Pete Youngman respected, okay? And yet, when you allow people like that to exit your franchise because you think you can do better, well, I I, I don't know what else to say. It's it, it, it's just, um, it's mind-boggling. It really is. It's ignorance. It, it, it's not understanding the business. We're talking about business, right? At the end of the day, yes. it is a business. But um, it, it's complete ignorance. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to knock the back. He's only been a minor, or minority owner. But, you know, now that you're in the big chair, you get to do what you want. And what ends up happening is you hire a ton of yes men that are collecting a hell of a paycheck. And that's the bottom line for those people, not saying that they're not trying their best to do a good job, but they are not as qualified, in my opinion, as some of the people that had been here before. I mean, Pete was here, what, 22 years? Pete was here since the 90s, early 90s. Yeah. So and he learned and, under and he, and he and he learned that he was mentored by the previous trainer who was a legendary figure in sports training by the name of Bill Jones, and uh, so uh, again, you know, you, you just it's it, it, it's just sad. I, I don't know what else to say. It's sad. Hey, it's always good hearing from you, man. Uh, we yeah, had a great you conversation. Too, I really enjoyed this. You have a good rest of the day. Take care. You too, brother. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. You know, I love having long dialogue like that. If we are on to topics, um, I, I think it's great. But it goes back to the head of the snake, right? And it goes back to who is the person that ultimately makes the decisions in your business. And the decision-making for the Sacramento Kings at the very top has been downright embarrassing and there's no other way to say it okay it's not me being a upset former employee it's not me being you know i'm getting back at the no 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 it's about what i've always done and i've always told the truth that's what i'm doing okay it's not about me being vindictive or forget about that okay i resigned from the sacramento kings i wasn't fired i resigned lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not vindictive. Okay. It's about stating the truth. And the truth is that until we have new ownership or a new managing general partner, I should say, because there's many, many owners of the King's group, until there's a new managing general partner, I don't see this franchise ever being good. And I have talked with many basketball people, some of whom worked for the Kings and many who have not worked for the Kings because I always like to get different opinions. And they all agree with me. They all tell me I'm right and that they're right and that we all collectively understand that Sacramento is going to be stuck in the mud until there is a change. And when you're a managing general partner in the NBA, it is very difficult. You can't force an owner out. Look at the Knicks and James Dolan. I mean, you just you as a fan base of the Sacramento Kings are stuck with that reality. 16 years, not even a top 10 team last year. And now all of a sudden you think that a player in the draft is going to come in and change this franchise around? No. 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 It's just not happening. It's just not happening. And it's, it's, it's sad because this fan base of Sacramento, they deserve so much more. They deserve so much more. All right, hockey tonight. Game starting in a little bit. Uh, tomorrow, a couple of programming notes. 9 a.m. Pacific. I'm going to be hosting a show with Sean Salisbury, Eric Burns, and Jeremy Roenick. Master debaters on No Filter Network. Very much looking forward to that. That is tomorrow uh, at 9 a.m. Pacific. And then an hour later, uh, I will be on with Larry Kruger. Larry Kruger, YouTube Live at 10 a.m. Pacific. All right. And then we'll be back here uh, tomorrow on Listen Out. Love having you on. We'll uh, get more and more into the draft, which is on Thursday. Have yourself a great evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Listen Out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.